Take your Bible. Lift up your Bible. Say, this is my Bible. I believe everything that is written in it. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. In the name of Jesus, I believe every word written in this word. And tonight, I receive the word of God with all my heart. And I believe it will change me. It will metaphors me. It will transform me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Put the hands on Jesus once again. I want to share with you something very important. And I'm going to teach you for a few minutes. few minutes. For 15 minutes, I'll be finishing. Not finishing. I'll teach part of the teaching I was teaching you uh, last week, Monday, about anointing and success. And in my teaching, I mentioned things about what is anointing. And I described the anointing from the ancient days, the ancient shepherds in Israel, where this word came from. In, in Hebrew, anointing is called memshak, which means to rub on or to smear or to spray. So, in the ancient days of Israel, the shepherds, when they were taming the sheep, they were ticks, which we all know that they are animals like cattle and sheep. They are so much attacked by parasites. Some, uh, some insects that they, you find them on top of the skin of the animal sucking the blood. So these shepherds used to take the oil and anoint and rub on the skin of the sheep so that the parasites must die, fall off. So they used to anoint even the ears of their sheep. So when they anoint, those parasites were dying. That's where it came from. So Jesus Christ came in the world to demonstrate our life, our walk with God. By he himself being the sheep. So he died on the cross as a sheep. And he described us as his sheep. He says, if my sheep hears my voice. So he described himself and us as the sheep. So Jesus, when he came in the world, he was never called Jesus Christ until he was anointed. So the word Christ is not the title. The word Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. And it's simple. The word Christ means the anointing. So Jesus became Jesus Christ because of the anointing. Are you still there? So he was not called the Christ until he was anointed. When was he anointed? The Bible says when he was baptized by John, 
the Spirit of God came upon him in the form of a dove. And he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. So that's the day he was anointed. When the Spirit came upon him. So he was anointed. He said he has anointed me to preach, to heal, to cast out evils. So without the ability of the Spirit upon him, he was not the Christ. So he had the access of doing healing, preaching, delivering because of the anointing upon him. So all this time he was a child of God, yes, but without anointing, he could not do it. That's when the book of Acts chapter 10, 34, it says, And how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the power so that he went around healing the sick and casting out demons. So he was anointed too. That's why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. Now, the word Christ means anointing. In other words, I can do all things through anointing. The Bible never says who strengthened. No, 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 no. It says which the Bible never says I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. No. It says I can do all things through Christ which this statement tells us that it's not a person here. It is the anointing. So we are the sheep and I told you that if um, a person has been beaten by a snake, that person is treated by anti-venom. Anti-venom because in the snake there's a venom. Are you following? In a snake, there's a what? So when a snake bites you, you'll be treated with antivenom, which is extracted from the legs of a sheep. If a snake bites a sheep, immediately the snake dies. Any snake that bites the leg of a sheep, it dies. Because in the leg of a sheep, there is antivenom. So Jesus said, you are the sheep. And then he says, you shall trump over scorpions and snakes. Nothing by any means. Why? Because you are the antivenom. Mm. Am I talking to somebody right here? So we have got the anointing. That's why they were anointing the sheep. And he described us as the sheep. That's why when we take the anointing, if we have got parasites as the sheep, problems around us that are sucking our peace, taking, removing our things out of us, there's a need of anointing to be rubbed on you. We shall kill the parasites. We shall kill everything that is hindering you. So what kills the things? It's not you. It is the anointing that has been rubbed upon you. So this anointing comes in a form of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit comes in you, it is not a level of anointing. When the Spirit of God comes in you, according to the book of Ezekiel, the Bible says, I shall take out the stone heart out of you, and I'll give you the heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit in you, and I shall cause you to walk in my righteousness. So, walking in the righteousness is not when the, you're anointed. Walking in the righteousness is when the Holy Spirit has been put in you. 
So when the Holy Ghost has come in you, it's not the level to say, I'm anointed, I can pray for somebody, I can sing, I can worship, I can lead this. No. That's where many people are failing. That's where many, a lot of men of God are failing. To have the Holy Ghost in you, it is a level of your spiritual walk. In this level, the Bible says, I shall cause you to walk in my ways. But when the Holy Ghost is not in you, it is you who causes yourself not to sin. You're like, hey, hey, if I do this, I will sin. If I do this thing, I will be wrong. If I do this thing, I will be wrong. So you cause yourself. But when the Spirit is in you, the Bible says you shall hear a voice. This is the way. Walk you in it. So it's the Holy Ghost that causes you not to sin. Because he is in you. The Bible says in the book of uh, Romans, chapter 10, says one, it says, like the Jews, who they are zealous for saving God, but their zeal is based of no knowledge. Who acclaim their own righteousness. So there's a certain righteousness which is called self-made righteousness, where you make it, it's not the Holy Spirit. You make it like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this. But when the Holy Ghost is in you, it is him who speaks, who says no to this, no to this, no. So you are led by the Spirit. And the Bible says, for those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Yeah. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah. So that's the Spirit in you. But when the Spirit of God is with you, as I taught you last week, it is a level of revelations. Prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. When the spirit is with you, Jesus said, and I will send my spirit to be with you. Another comforter who shall remain with you. So to be with, and he said, and he shall tell you everything. And he shall not hide. So when the spirit is with, it's not a level of walking in righteousness. The level of walking in righteousness is when he is in. But a level where you want to be hearing the Holy Ghost talking to you, God is speaking to you, is when he, the Holy Spirit, he is more than in you. He is with you. Oh, come on. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? So that's when I can stand here and I'll be like, you cannot talk with a friend who is not with you. You need somebody to be with you before you to begin to chat. So when he is with you, that's the level where you can chat and talk. And, and, there's, and another level, which is now the level of anointing, which says, you shall receive power in Acts 1 verse 8. When the Spirit of God comes upon you. So the level of power, it is when the power, when the Spirit of God is not in you. It's not with you, but it is when he is on you. Just like Jesus, he came on him. And he said, the Spirit of God is upon me. Am I talking to somebody right here? So you get the power when he is on you. We, I have seen so many people who are so like, oh, prophet, I want to I wanna prophesy like you. I want to, yeah, oh, I want to minister, I want to save God. And I look at him, there's nothing on his head. I'm like, you, you are putting your life in danger. You need the spirit to be on for ministry. If you want to do business with anointing, the Holy Ghost must be on. On you. 
He will give you the ability, whatever you shall touch, it shall prosper. You need to be anointed. You need the Holy Ghost to remain on you. Am I talking to somebody? That's what I'm teaching today. I taught you even about when he, when he comes on you, he gives you your power. And I, I even spoke about three forms of power. But I'm going to talk about all those things because last week, that's what I was teaching. And in fact, today I had to speak a little bit as an introduction. But listen to this. Listen to this. There is another level which I want you to understand it today. And my teaching of today is called Three Levels of Anointing. Hey, say three levels. Who wants anointing here? Wait, sit down. How anointing works is like a car with a fuel. A car without fuel, it can't work. Even if you had anointing before, you got it, you're like, oh, me, I'm already anointed. Listen to this. There's no any car that can run with the same fuel for six days every day you're driving it. Never. There's a time you must refuel it. While they're watching me there, you, tonight, the Holy Ghost will will refuel you. If you want to be successful in everything, you need the anointing. Anointing is dangerous. I told you last week, says, the Bible says anointing breaks every yoke of bondage. If you, know, if you are anointed, the moment you enter your house like this, because you are anointed, just entering in your house, demons, they can sense that you are anointed. They begin to run away. Am I talking to somebody? As for me, whatever I touch, it becomes anointed. I may, I may not want the anointing to be, to be revealed. This is your pen, right? Okay, stand up. Stand up. As of now, if I give him, nothing will happen. Because I don't want anything to happen. So if I greet you, I'm like, how are you? And nothing happens to you. You don't feel the power of God. That does not mean that I don't have the power. If I touch your thing and I give you back your thing, and, okay, and nothing happens to you, that does not mean that it, 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 it is not coming from someone who has got the anointing. All right. Nothing happened to him, right? I gave him the pen. But bring it here. Now, I'm releasing it with an intention that when I, I give him, the power must touch him. Now watch this. That's what anointing can do. So if I go, uh, receive the anointing. This man, this man, he drinks my anointing too much. Move. Pick him up. Put him there. Hey, hey, hey. You, 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 you. Don't leave, 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 leave. Hey, you go and sit down. Oh, you, you, you. Okay. Be careful of you who are picking him up. You may feel the power as well. Watch. Watch what will happen to them.
Oh. Help them. Pick them up. Help them. Please now help them. What am I saying? I am saying when you are anointed by the Holy Ghost. What am I saying? I can touch you. That does not mean that, oh, I think this man doesn't have the power. You are lying. Anytime I may want the anointing to react, you are in danger. It can actually cutter you up and put you there in the roof and I'll be like, hi, bye-bye. Listen to this. You need the anointing in every day's life. When you are anointed, everything you touch becomes anointed. When you apply for whether work, you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are delivering your CV, your CV does not just go. It goes with the anointing. If you have a shop or anything, if you are anointed, To be anointed is another story. To be anointed it means to be, to, be, to be identified in a certain way. When there are 20 Christians and you are not, only you are anointed, the eyes of God are upon the anointed. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter whether you are 18 or you are 50 and you're all right and the anointed man is wrong. But in that situation, when, when they'll be like, okay, who should die? God will kill the 50 who are righteous. And he will preserve one. There are times where Moses could stand here. There were 23,000 people. Dathan, Cole, and his friends. There were 23,000 plus their families and their animals. How could God allow 23,000 people to die and spare one man? And he said, you stand there, let me stand here. He who is right, let the earth open. The earth was opened for the 23,000 people and swallowed them. Killed them. For one man. Why? Anointing. What did I say? Anointing. Because God what to protect is his spirit on you. So that whether, whether you, it's you at a company who is wrong and your boss wants to fire you, he may end up with him being fired. Oh. The Bible. Actually, the Bible, in only five places in the Bible, there is a warning. Do not touch my anointed. God cannot be a fool to give a, such a warning. God is not a fool to give us such a warning. There is a warning in the Bible for five places. Warning people. Hey, please, if you find somebody anointed, don't touch him. You'll be in danger. 
I have seen people who are fighting with me. But now the, 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 my, the anointing that I have humbled them. And they are now zero. They are struggling. Do I look like I'm struggling? If I may ask. Receive in the name of Jesus. When you are anointed. Are you still there? Tell me, I need anointing tonight. So I'm tired of using my own wisdom. My own skills. This time around. I need a symbol on my head that I'm anointed. 